I, I think supplements and vitamins would probably, people would, if they were a little more sexy, if they had better, like if they emphasized free radicals on there, I think people would look at that more. And look at this, like wild omega. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's sort of, uh, yeah. well, no, there's uh, there's a couple different things across the top there because there, there's different ways you can, mm-hmm. forms you can buy it. Yep. Wild omega just, I think this tells me it's comes from wild fish. Yeah. So not farmed fish. Um, which is, you know, more prefer, preferred, definitely. Um, what are those other numbers across the top? What so the EPA the and DHA. Yeah. So those, the omega-3 molecule uh, or substance by itself makes up, is made up from two parts of, two parts of the um, the actual fat molecule is EPA and DHA. And EPA is what we, they're both parts of the let's see if I can describe this in a in an understandable way, but it's it's like two parts of the same uh, that make up the same omega three substance. Um, DHA is used by the brain uh, mostly, mm. um, so the brain uses up most of the DHA in the in the omega three sub you know um, supply that you're giving your body. Um, it, it uses it up most than any other. Uh, part of the body Mm. so really really important for brain health for cognitive uh, health Um, really good for like ADHA Mm. and kids uh, or adults Um, um, any type of memory issues is really important to it can be really helpful to have say a high DHA uh, in a supplement, an omega-3 supplement, um, oh, okay. compared okay. to the EPA, they do compete for absorption, those two parts. So depending on what supplement you're getting, it's good to look at the ratios of those two and see where do you need the most assistance with. So if it's more of a systemic inflammation that you're experiencing, mm-hmm. omega-3s in general are really good anti-inflammatories for the whole entire body. Um, but if it's more of a systemic inflammation, uh, that's where I would think of uh, recommending something with a higher EPA um, because it does work more on that level. Um, also really good for if you're somebody who experiences a lot of mood challenges, um, that the EPA would be more beneficial for you uh, or s- something that's got a higher ratio of EPA. Um, and again, the DHA is really good for memory, cognitive health, uh, brain health in general. Um, but both, like any omega-3 you're going to buy has, has these two components in it. It's just that if you're looking for more specific targeted help in either of those areas, then that's what you want to look for in terms of a higher ratio. And these omega-3, that's basically, um, you find in salmon, in cod and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, The only, um, direct form we find, um, in nature is fish, um, and, it, algae is a vegan source, so because of you know the fish eat the algae, um, so you can find vegan uh, supplements for omega threes that are right. a little bit more in their direct form, um, because again this is another substance that needs to be if you're not taking it in a direct form, for example, uh, plant based form like uh, walnuts, flax seeds, both contain and chia seeds. All contain omega threes, but that fatty acid needs to be converted in the body to make mm-hmm. that direct form, that usable form of omega three. Um, and again, uh, it's one that it's not a given that your body is going to be optimal in making that conversion. So mm-hmm. I always think if you're okay with having fish in your diet, and you might not for various reasons, ethical ethical reasons, or you know whatever that might be. Um, then to choose something maybe like a vegan algae form 
Um, and there is a brand called, uh, when I did my research on, you know, really good quality brands, there's a brand called Nutracy, which I really like. Okay. Um, and they sell the uh, direct form of the vegan version. Um, and and they they have the, both the fish version and the vegan version. It's just a really good quality sort of cleaner. Do they cleaner. have uh, vegan fish oil too? Uh, that would be the algae. Yeah. yeah the, okay. the vegan. Um, it's an algae uh, omega-3. So... Then uh, multivitamins, of course. What what's a, what's something to look at in a multivitamin? Multivitamin, yeah. I I have a lot of issues with multivitamins because <laughs> I find one. Um, I'm not sure the majority of us need multivitamins. I, um, I use them almost exclusively because mm. of the B content. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then other things are just sort of yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different things. Yeah. There, but um, they're all different. Right. I think the only time I would really, I tend to recommend multis more for somebody who's coming from a place of eating not very well. So they're coming, say, from a standard American diet where they're eating a lot of junk food. Um, they're not really eating a lot of whole foods. Um, they really just have multiple, possible, possibly multiple deficiencies happening. Um, this can serve as a really good, uh, almost like just like a baseline to support the body. Right. Um, it's also um, good for somebody who might not eat a lot of food and maybe really malnourished, um, who might just need an overall support for you know a multitude of things. Um, for the general person who's eating pretty healthy, I don't know how useful a multivitamin there's, there's so you might want to target what you're what you think you're lacking maybe e or something or... it could be that it really is individual yeah. um but because i think the the studies have shown that there's a really mixed response in terms of the effectiveness of multivitamins i'm not this is a place where i, I this is not something i recommend to just like every everybody that should take one yeah um also, the forms of the vitamins in themselves it, that I find in mo most multivitamins are not the most ideal. Mm -hmm. um, some of them are, you know, a lot of them are, you know, coated in certain, they've got frailers, they've got colors, they've got certain substances that make them yeah, more I solid. I don't know what's in that one, but it turns mm -hmm. my, my urine just like neon yellow. Oh, it could be the thiamine mm -hmm. um, or the riboflavin, which have a tendency to turn that. That's kind of what they call a normal reaction um but uh yeah the forms of the vitamins are ones that you want to look at to see are they are in the most uh, absorbable form mm -hmm. and some of them are not um also you want to look at what kind of fillers and what kind of um substances they use in there to kind of keep the, the form like a lot of especially if they're in tablet form they have to use some fillers in there just to keep it solid and not from crumbling away sure. um also, what kind of capsule they're using um, can really affect the ability for your body to actually digest and absorb them. So a capsule is probably better than the hard ones? Um, <clears throat> I would say Less yes. Filler, yeah. I would say yes. And also because the, the tablets themselves require a certain level of stomach acid to be broken down. Mm. And so that tablets are not one that I would ever recommend, say, to an elderly person who tends to have less stomach acid um, because it's likely just going to you know, go right through them and not really be absorbed. Mm -hmm. um, the other um, the other thing is that I've noticed in a lot of multivitamins that they do have a lot of, they tend to throw it all in there. Right, exactly. So 
the vitamins themselves they generally work really well together when they when they're in a um, a complex form say for b complex um, is much more effective than say um, a mineral complex in my opinion because with a mineral complex a lot of these multis tend to throw in something like iron with zinc and calcium all in one um, not really effective in my opinion just because Iron tends to be almost like the bully of absorb, of you know the um, taking over the absorption <laughs> sites. Um, so if you're taking iron and calcium together, likely you know the calcium is not going to be absorbed. Oh, interesting. Um, interesting. And zinc as well. So zinc, um, but especially iron is one I say just take it on its own mm -hmm. um, because it really does uh, um, compete for absorption with a lot of other minerals. Magnesium um, as well? Would you yes. same category? Okay. Magnesium um, is one you, it's okay to take, say, with calcium. If, if you're taking calcium at all, um, definitely you want to take that with magnesium um, and vitamin D and vitamin K, ideally, because they all work together um, for that absorption. Um, if you take calcium on its own, it's really tricky. Mm. Um, I know this gets, you know, recommended a lot to the elderly, especially for their bone health. Um, what they fail to recommend, and this is something that really, um, really infuriates me because you see the levels of people, um, who have osteoporosis and who have, you know, brittle bones and they're being recommended like a thousand or more, you know, um, milligrams of calcium on its own every day. Mm -hmm. So the body has a really tight regulation on calcium, um, especially the blood, um, and so if you're taking it in a form that is not natural, which is in a supplement form, you're getting it in a higher dose than you would in nature. So say if you were to eat something like fish, you're getting a good amount of calcium, but it's also balanced with naturally with all these other nutrients. Right. And so the body has a very different way of reacting and absorbing that calcium than it does if you take it in a big wallop of a thousand milligram supplement. Sure. And so what the body does is that the blood doesn't like all that big influx of calcium um, into its bloodstream all of a sudden. So it has to put that excess calcium somewhere. And generally you want to take that calcium with say vitamin K. Uh, vitamin K is basically what it's like. It's almost like that um, crowd control director, which tells that calcium, okay, over here, send it into the bones, like send all that calcium into the bones without that calcium to direct that cal um, without that vitamin K to direct that calcium. Um, that calcium is going to end up, you know, being put somewhere, put, put away because it's not really safe to have all that calcium in the bloodstream. Um, so the body can end up putting that into soft tissue. And soft tissue mm. includes, you know, your joints. Soft tissue includes your arteries. Because so it's calcified, literally. Calcified arteries, literally. Mm. So we're seeing that a lot. And um, there's a, a wonderful video by... Uh, a doctor, doctor, uh, um, let me just think if I can remember his name. Um, he wrote a book called The Diabetes, um, about diabetes. He, t he talks a lot about fasting and diabetes, but he did a whole YouTube video on the calcium myth mm. and, and talking all about the levels of um, heart disease and cardiovascular disease um, corresponding with the increase of the most uh, countries that have the most uh, dairy foods, uh, high calcium foods. 
And the levels are pretty astounding in the sense of that the, the, the countries that have the least amount of here we're go, going into dairy foods, but um, the least amount of um, uh, dairy eating countries have the least amount of um, heart disease right. and these types of you know conditions. And the countries that have the most dairy eating um, uh, population and say calcium intake have the opposite. Yeah, a lot and of so, Asian um, cultures do not have uh, cheese, for example. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I used to be a cheese monster. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, I've, I've cut it down so much. Like it yeah. was, it was the perfect thing to put on so many things. Right. Right. So. Right. Yeah, it is. There's, there's, that's a that's a whole that's a whole other can of worms in terms of that whole dairy industry. But mm-hmm. um, in terms of the calcium supplements themselves, that's not something um, I'm really careful with that. Um, and I'm and I and I never ever argue with a client if you know their doctor has prescribed calcium. It's right. just like you know that that's that's not something I get in the way of. Just but you would recommend the K, which I don't. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Did which, you see that documentary yeah. about the? Um, the the dairy industry and the mucus and milk and all of that. Did you see that one? You probably no, did. No, oh. I don't know which one you're meaning. But it's <laughs> really, really just that, like the next day. Yeah. I mean, no, when I was done watching it, I took everything out of my house that was dairy. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah, never really looked back. I still have cheese every once in a while. Right. But, um, yeah, it's really terrible, terrible, terrible. It's a, it's a real controversial topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it's it, yeah it's not it's not a topic I really get into in terms of the ethics of it just because I really try and stick with the science and what I know oh, especially was, when the, I'm working with my clients. This was talking all about the health benefits. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. just don't even go there at all. Yeah, <laughs> no butter, no nothing. Yeah, yeah, no. From what I see, there's. Um, it, just my own my own my own professional opinion there's not much in terms of benefits right exactly and with that food group mm-hmm. that i've seen and the 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 negatives outweigh the benefits if there are benefits um so it's one you know you have to make that decision for yourself if it's a if it's a food that you want to eat yeah um i i, I will not argue with you or get in the way of that but i'll try and support you the best way i can sure. and to make sure that there's nothing negative happening um, as a consequence, and a lot of people do just fine with dairy. That's part of what functional medicine is, is look, look at your family history too, right? And your diet and type of supplements that you would take would should reflect that to a certain extent. Uh, it's a small percentage. You know, like I think we we talked a little bit about this before with the genetics mm-hmm. and the, the effects of genetics on your, the actual outcome of your, your wellness um, is very small. I think you know, small. It's very small. It's um mm. your your lifestyle and your choices make up seventy uh, percent or more of your actual health outcome. Okay, well that's yeah, thirty percent is still pretty high. It's, it's still it's a good amount, but yeah. it's not as high as people make it out to be. So a lot of these, well, yeah. it's in my family, so it's a given. I'm going to have this. Yeah, they like to use their genetics. I find almost as an excuse sometimes to kind of keep doing what they're doing. Well, you know, it's in my family. It's a given. I'm going to get it. Yeah. And then when it um, does happen, when somebody does die from right. the same thing, those are the stories that are sort of elevated. Right. Yeah. But if you think about it, it's like, well, you know, you can you can have a, a whole family history riddled with all sorts of diseases. Like my example, my family, for example, mm-hmm. um, it, it makes no difference, you know, for me, that my whole family, you know, we have a history of cancer, we have a history of diabetes, um, history of, you know, all different kinds of uh, 
cardiovascular issues. Um, I'm not concerned for myself that I'll that that's I'm susceptible to any of those because I sure. understand mm-hmm. that this is mostly due to my lifestyle and my lifestyle is so different than my ancestors and my families who have these issues and have yeah. these conditions that um, it would take a lot for me to end up like them. Sure. And if you yeah. had that in your family, there's cardiovascular disease and there's uh, mm-hmm. diabetes or something, and there's smoking and they're eating right. their diets and you're not, of course. Yeah, right. This makes sense. Right. So a lot of it, I think the majority of it is, is our choices and it is comes down to our lifestyle for sure. Okay. This is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's expensive, but... Reishi. Yeah, medicinal mushrooms are one of my favorite uh, foods, if you want to call them. Uh, probably something... This is one that I think, you know, is just newly... More on the new forefront of, you know, uh, su- what they call superfoods. And the uh, Japanese have known about it for years. Right, yeah, yeah. right. And this is a, it's a pretty fantastic uh, source of antioxidants. But the benefits of these types of medicinal mushrooms, you know, including cordyceps, including turkey tail, including uh, the reishi and the chaga, uh, so many different kinds, um, are so uh, amazing to me. You know, this is something I'm newly learning more about Um I just recently uh, saw Paul Stamets at a, uh, who's creates his own line now of medicinal mushrooms, but he's a you know what we call the mushroom guru. Yeah. Uh, he's amazingly knowledgeable. Um, On the island here? Uh, no, no. There's um, a lot of mushroom sellers here, both at the market. There There's is, a guy yeah. <laughs> that sets, sets up along the side of the road all the time. Yeah, no, but we yeah. uh, we recently saw him in a conference, and he, we, uh, me and my partner both won a book of of his called Mycelium Running, which is all about uh, all about mushrooms and how to grow them, I believe. And I haven't really looked through the book, but it's one of his, you know, bestsellers from way back. Um, but the benefits of this is. Uh, pretty outstanding um for ourselves and you know there's there's uh what something i newly learned is that there is something to be said about our where we came from as a species as a human species and we actually there's some evidence to show that we actually our fungus literally came from the mushroom yeah you know that this is sort of our, if you want to go really way back to you know the big bang <laughs> you know the big bang type of uh sources of where humans came from but this is you know we're linked this is the same but bio- there's a biological link that's that's uh going back to them which i think is just amazingly fascinating i love mushrooms and and, yeah. I, and, and I feel i don't eat enough sometimes you know yeah. i'll be like oh man i haven't pork bellows in a while yeah, and mushrooms is is one of the foods that I I insist on having daily. Daily, okay. Daily in my food, well, yeah. yeah. So whether it's shiitakes in my dinner or yeah, portobellos, um, we use best. a lot of medicinal mushrooms at home, and you know sometimes we make a a big pot of the reishi, and we have that going all all winter in our slow cooker. Oh, you just cook them up and eat them that way, or do you put them in? Just food? make a tea. Really? Yeah. Okay, reishi tea. Yeah. Make reishi yeah. tea or or chaga tea mm-hmm. or. Uh, but if, yeah, any, this is a, I look at this more as a food rather than a supplement, yeah, yeah. even though it is sold in capsules, but food wise, it's uh, a really, if you, you know, you want to choose one way to support your body and all these different areas, your immune system health, your emotional health, your, you know, everything else, 
um, mushrooms would be the one thing I would choose yeah. for sure. And tea. I, I drink a lot of green mm-hmm. and, and, and white tea. Mm-hmm. So we should, maybe we should have a do an episode about that one time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm still learning a lot. So there, you know. Yeah, there's a couple experts on the island here. Um, this is one maybe you haven't heard of it. And this I just want to pitch this for people since mm. we're, uh, you know, talking. Well, actually, I think, when, when will this be out? Man, a couple of weeks. Um, kudzu, it's, it really cuts down alcohol cravings. Wow, I've never heard of this one. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure what's in it or what it's. I think it's a plant or it's a, a root of some sort. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll have to do my research and look into this one because, yeah. yeah, that makes me uh, curious. And then this is another favorite of mine. No? Nootropics compound. No, this is a... And uh, what is that? I can, I can never say the name. You're probably better with those type of big, long names. Any racetum capsules. Any no, it, here's a new one again. I okay. haven't heard of this. Good, one. good. It's a uh, it's a brain function thing, and okay. I think it it sort of quickens the uh, activity in your brain. Okay. And um, I use it for sort of focus and concentration. Mm-hmm. Um, if I know that I there's a part of my novel that I'm writing that day that it, it's going to be tricky, I, I take one of those. And do you find it makes a yeah, difference? Totally, totally. And another time too that I I accidentally did this. I was. Uh, in the airport, busy airport, and I had taken this before I went on because I just wanted some focus and, mm-hmm. you know, when you travel and you have connections and all that, it's pretty stressful. Hmm. I noticed when I was walking through the airport, you know, there's so many people and you're trying to make a decision which way to move. I was just gliding through. My my mind, <laughs> my brain was just kind of figuring it out for me. So, but this is a really uh, sort of kind of up and coming sort of brain Interesting. Um, yeah, and you don't want to overdo it. There was some movie too with uh, Brad Cooper, where they some scientists made some super version of this, and he's like this normal guy, and then all of a sudden hmm. he knows that all the stock markets and all this. But when he runs out of his drug, he's like dumb again. That makes me <laughs> curious, but also makes me a bit suspicious yeah. <laughs> of how this actually works. No, that was sort of that was the Hollywood version of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of research into it, and oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Well, worth checking out. That's for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah those are my favorites i think we're done yeah so it's it's really again it all boils down to your own personal is your diet good no well definitely have a multi right yeah and i mean there are you know we and i've had this discussion before with my group um and you know we were asked that question we actually discussed this at length of you know if if you were to choose one or two supplements that you think everybody Mm -hmm would benefit from that is indispensable to everybody, no matter what your condition, no matter even if you're healthy or not. Right. Um, do you, is there an actual supplement that you feel everybody needs? Um, and for me, I would say probably it would be something like a vitamin C. There's two. Uh, vitamin C is something that um, we need to intake. Where your bodies cannot make vitamin C. So it's something that as human beings, animals can make their own vitamin C for the most part. Um, But we've evolved for some reason not to be able to, we we used to be able to. Um, Originally, uh, humans were able, the human species was able to make its own vitamin C, but over evolutionary time, for some reason, it stopped stopped with that production. And so we actually have to intake that in our our food. So if you Um, you drink orange juice every day, would you still need to take vitamin C? Because remember, there were, there was a time where people were saying, you can take all, all kinds of vitamin C yeah. and cure cancer and all these things. <laughs> uh, I think if we were in an ideal world, 
living without pollution, living without a, you know, a daily onslaught of toxins and chemicals and, you know, from everything that we're in contact with, even our bedding, even our, you know, our furniture, our carpets, um, things that are, you know, our paints that we put on our walls, um, our, our food that we're eating, our water that we're drinking, we're really exposed to a higher level of chemicals and toxins that we haven't ever experienced in, say, a few decades ago um, in our evolution. And so if it wasn't for all of that, I would say yes, definitely. The Say the recommended daily allowance, which is the amount that they, you know, the government recommends. It's pretty high, right? No, it's actually quite low. Oh. And it's at the level of giving your body just enough so you don't end up with a diagnosable deficiency, oh, right? See. So if you'll find the RDAs are quite low, considering what people are actually taking. Um, so with the vitamin C, I think the RDA is about um, something like 95 milligrams a day, which is what you need to prevent, you know, vitamin C deficiency. Um, living in today's world, if you're wanting optimal health, which is quite different than say, just barely making it, you know, um, which is really what the RDA is, is, is okay. You just want to live your life. Not really. It's not really about living optimally. It's about living, you know, without, without this diagnosable deficiency, um, whatever you want to call it, you know, rickets or scurvy or, um, you know, whatever name you want to call it, um, depending on the vitamin, um, but vitamin C is an antioxidant, so I would say considering the level of oxidants that we're exposed to on a daily basis, which really, you know, what what we talked about before, it creates free radicals in our bodies, it creates a lot of inflammation, a lot of damage in our tissues. Um, I would say that level probably needs to be a bit higher than what the RDA is yeah. um, for everybody, because unless you're living in a really, you know, in in a remote cave in the Himalayas where you're really not exposed to much in terms of pollution or anything really of exterior that's really affecting your, you know, yeah. negatively, um, we're, we're, uh, it's a daily onslaught. And that compounded with the daily stressors that we're dealing with in an emotional level, um, our body's going through a lot, you know, we really stop, you know, don't stop to think about that enough, I think. Yeah. So something like vitamin C can be really supportive. And I, you know, I always like to say, you know, for me, the most, if you want to talk about a one size fits all approach, I would say, you know, start at something like 500 milligrams um, and maybe stay there. And that might That's be, what I've heard. yeah, yeah that, that might be a really good base dose for most people. But again, depending on you, 500 might be a little bit too much, right? So sure. it might cause loose stools. Um, the higher you go, you reach sort of a tolerance about what's called a bowel tolerance with vitamin C. Yeah, I can tell the difference mm-hmm. too when I've taken too much. Right. Yeah. And it generally takes much higher doses than 500 milligrams to get to that place in people. But I yep. know um, when you get sick and you start feeling sick, mm-hmm. your body uses up a lot more. And so your your tolerance can actually increase so you can take more without having uh, that effect. So I see. So when you're starting to feel ill, it, it's starting to consume the sea. So that's why you need to take it. It's not like it's staving it off the cold. No. And you're replenishing what's been Exactly. Deleted. And you yeah. need to take it not all in one big go. I see. Because your body can only absorb so much. And it's it's just better with the vitamin C to space it out. Right. So have it a few times a day. Maybe have 500 milligrams every few hours, you know, um, when you're actually not feeling well. Okay. Um, until that starts to recede a bit and then go back 
go back down to okay. the 500. Good, good to know this time of year, yeah. So mm -hmm. vitamin C, what are the other ones you... Uh... Um, and then the other one that I would recommend, just because I see so many people, almost all my clients who have issues with digestion, mm -hmm. who have issues with uh, having enough stomach acid, for various reasons, most likely it's most often rooted in stress, um, is HCL. So betaine HCL, it's a stomach acid support. Um, it, it's sort of a, a supplement to something that your body naturally does. So your body and your stomach naturally make stomach acid. Um, HCL, hydrochloric acid. Um, I say 95% of the clients that I've seen in all these, you know, six, seven years that I've been practicing, I would say that percentage need, you know, have found to need some level of support for HCL, for right. stomach acid. We're talking about, yeah, the stomach and the gut being so important. Right, yeah. right. So because of that, um, and I would say that, you know, that's a place that I would definitely start with um, in terms of a base support for most people. And of course, we're always going to run into the person who doesn't need that extra support for stomach acid. Their, their, you know, their stomach acid is stellar. They're, you know, they're doing really well in that area. Um, it's very rare I meet the person <laughs> who uh, who doesn't need some level of support in that in that place. So those are just the two that I that came to my mind in terms of the essentials. Um, so I, I look for supplements in that way that, you know, is it actually, and ask, ask those questions, you know, is it something, is this, is a supplement acting in a band-aid approach? If it is, then we know that that can help you temporarily. And I really stress that temporarily while we're addressing those root causes and those underlying reasons why that issue is there in the first place. If you are not addressing those underlying reasons and you're just using the supplement, for example, you have insomnia, you have the restless legs, which I see often. Um, somebody starts taking magnesium because they think, oh, I've heard magnesium is really good. Yeah, I have restless legs, doesn't work. Okay. Yeah. Um, but for some people, I find, oh, they actually get really helped with the cramping. Mm -hmm. And they think, okay. Yeah, cramps for sure. Yeah. Cramps in their sleep, it actually helps to relax them. And they think, well, okay, I found my I found my fix. You know, the magnesium is all they needed. Um I kind of look deeper and I think, okay, well, if you take away that magnesium, will your symptoms return? For the most part, for most people, they would say, yes, they return. That means you haven't fixed the problem. You've just temporarily masked it with the magnesium. Right. Not to say the magnesium is not needed. The magnesium is one essential nutrient that's needed in the body. But when we're using supplements in this way, thinking that, okay, I'm just going to fix a deficiency by taking a supplement, that's not really functional medicine. Right, so right. Functional medicine is you're looking at why is the body not able to make, to absorb these new, if you're eating a good diet, why is the body not getting enough? You know, do we have to adjust the nutrients? Do we have to adjust the food choices you're making? Um, do we have to address digestion? And if we're not doing that and we're just giving a pill, we end up really just acting in the same way as, um, say, a conventional doctor who basically you go to see with a symptom and they just give you a prescription without even asking you anything about your health history uh, or your, your lifestyle or your diet. And they just give you a prescription and say, here, take this. You know, with rest, I've had restless legs almost my mm -hmm. entire life. And mm -hmm. one of the drugs that they do... Um, the doctors want to give you it's like an antidepressant right yeah and right. i don't know what's happened in recent months but um 
it, it's kind of gone away. Hmm. And that can have, that just ripples through your life because you don't get a good night's sleep, mm-hmm. right? And then all these other health things. So one thing I did, maybe this had something to do with it. I wasn't eating later at night. Mm. So I was having, uh, be- just because of the time of the year, right? You're just like, oh, it's dark out. It's time to have dinner. Mm-hmm. In the summertime, you tend to eat a little later, perhaps. Right. Um, that maybe helped. And then I just, I started taking like half of a sleeping pill. Right. Right. Just to like get get in a groove, like for like four or five days in a row that I was sleeping like that. Right. And a little groggy in the morning. I didn't take the full one, but it, it was enough to sort of knock me out. And I got out of the habit, mm. I think, of having the rest, restless legs. Mm. So I'm in a really good spot with it now. Nice. And, I mean, I'm talking every night just like da 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 till yeah. four in the morning. It's horrible. Yeah. I know my, I've had my own experience with that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's wonderful that, that you kind of. You found a deeper reason for this. I think, it's, yeah. I'm yeah. so much more happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. This is great. I think nice. uh, I think we covered a lot of territory here, and yeah. I think it'll be helpful for a lot of a lot of people. Excellent. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs>